You know, go ahead and open to Revelation chapter 9. We'll grab that uh, reading and hearing blessing right away. Now, last uh, week we made it out to verse 12, so we'll pick up in verse 13 and we'll read through the end of the chapter. And the sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the sixth angel, which had the trumpet, Loose the four angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates. And the four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year for to slay the third part of men. And the number of the army of the horsemen were two hundred thousand thousand. I heard the number of them. Thus I saw the horses in the vision and them that sat on them having breastplates of fire and of jacinth and of brimstone and the heads of the horses were as the heads of lions and out of their mouths issued fire and smoke and brimstone by these three was the third part of men killed by the fire and by the smoke and by the brimstone which issued out of their mouths for their power is in their mouth and in their tails for the tails was like unto serpents and they had heads and with them they do hurt and the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues, yet repented not of the works of their hands, that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk, neither repented they of their murders, nor of their sorceries, nor of their fornication, nor of their thefts. Let's pray. Fathers, we get into your word. You know, we need a blessing. Uh, we read this stuff and it's, exciting but in a bad way and we're not looking forward to this happening to anybody even earth dwellers and um, you know it's bittersweet to us as we'll see in chapter 10 why so it's sweet lord we think about you know being home in heaven with you but it's bitter because many of the people we know are gonna you know undergo these things and so help us to get the message out, Lord. Help us to be, you know, evangelical in nature and in spirit. And, and Lord, um, pray that you would turn the hearts of many. We're going to read about those who repented not, even after all this. But Lord, not, let it not be named among us. Give us a spirit of repentance, Lord, to turn from evil and turn to the living God. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Verse 12, one woe is past. You remember, there were three woe judgments. And the first one were these scorpion, locust, demon that came out of the abyss. Anyone have nightmares last week? I, I kind of promised you nightmares. I, I didn't promise. I mean, I just said, you know, this is nightmarish kind of stuff. And it is. It, it freaks me out. Uh, and I'm not even going to be here. Uh, and if you didn't have nightmares, good, because I'm not wishing them on you. I'm just saying this is kind of nightmarish stuff. Well, it doesn't get any better. Sorry. I didn't, uh, you know, I... I'm sorry for that fact that it doesn't get any better. Well, it does. But it's a woe judgment. It's not supposed to be frivolous or fun. It's heavy. And the things, you know, that we're talking about are, are heavy things. Uh, but we don't edit. God's not looking for editors. He's looking for teachers, proclaimers. So we don't edit the Word of God. We just, we simply teach it. We just simply go to the next verse and the next verse. So one woe is past and two woes... Uh, a hereafter, so this is the, the second woe judgment. And the sixth angel sounded, I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden, 
of the four, from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God. Whose voice? Well, it's a command voice saying to the sixth angel, which had the trumpet, loose the four angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates. So let's talk about the voice, let's talk about the altar, and let's talk about the throne. Who's on the throne? Well, God, Father God. Um, whose voice? I, I don't know, and we can conjecture, but remember, it is conjecture. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ, and it's commanding. So I would suggest it's, it's the command of Jesus Christ or you know, one of his designees, but it, all commands eventually come from God. Angels don't, hey, you know what would be a really good idea? They don't act outside of the will of God. So if it's not God, the Son, speaking, it's his emissary. And the altar, the golden altar, with the four horns. We've seen this in the past. It's the incense altar. It's, what is it? It's, it's the prayers of the saints. And where is it physically? It's before the throne of God. Uh, that should help with our prayer life. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm not as prayerful as I should be, and that's a confession, okay? I'm, we don't, what we don't uh, pray about, we'll worry about, and I worry too much. You know, I worry about this country uh, sometimes. I saw a sign the other day on the way home. Has anyone tried unplugging America and plugging it back in? I thought it was funny, but um, but it's not America. It's the whole world. It's an antichrist spirit. Whatever happened in the in the ether, in the spiritual realm, in the part that we can't see, we've crossed over into the perilous days the Scripture talked about. Uh, will America rise again and be a great nation again? Boy, I hope so, but I don't think so. It's my heart's desire. Why? Well, I've got children. Well, they're not children. Uh, my little baby turns 40 this week, so, you know, I, but uh, I've, got, I've got people who we've given birth to, and now they've given birth, and and. There's another generation, and I want to hand off this country in the way that I received it from my, my parents. And it does not look like that's going to materialize. Um, I, I, I shudder to think what's coming down, you know, what, what, what's going to happen. And it was just simple like pressing a reset button. Let's press it. But I look at the church of Jesus Christ in the 21st century, and I see it's like, you know, Jesus said, when, when the Son of Man comes, will there be faith on the earth? The answer is kind of like, he, he's expecting the answer will be no. And leading up to that time, you know, we're, I, I think we're in the run-up to the, to the rapture of the church. And what's going to happen? Wonderful, great, spiritually wonderful times, and all of a sudden the rapture will happen, then the whole thing will go south. No, I think perilous times will be right up to, I, I mean, I, I think we're witnessing a, a shift, a fundamental shift, where right is wrong. It's wrong of you. You're a hater and you're, you're, a, you're a terrible person because you believe in Jesus Christ. I think this is where we are. And uh, all that to say that it's time to pray like never before. It's time to draw in closer to God. It's time to lean upon God. Uh, I don't think prayerlessness should be the order of the day. But uh, I'm overwhelmed by some of the things that are happening sometimes. And I'm, I'm trying to like find my way like you're trying to find your way sometimes. 
And I think, like I say, the, the way is the Lord, and and faithlessness is it. it, it <laughs> Too many have chosen that path. Let's just put it that way. And I don't want to be one of them. I don't want you to be one of them. And our our voice is heard on high. There's a golden altar, and it's before God. And that's where the incense of our prayers live. Let's keep moving. Okay, this voice from the from the this golden altar, it said to the sixth angel, which had the trumpet, loose the four angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates. Is that the Euphrates River we know now? I think so. Well, you know any other Euphrates River? Uh, and the four angels were loosed. Now, they're fallen angels. God's holy angels are never bound. And so they're loosed. And obviously, they're bad. They're fallen angels. Uh, the four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour and a day and a month and a year. So you're going to do all the math and you find out it's 13 months and eight days and an hour. And No, no, no. I'm told it's a, it's a euphemism for a very specific time. Okay, so you, or is this onslaught going to happen, be over a 13-month period? Well, you're going to find that a third power, uh, their power is to kill a third part of men. And I would say that would take this vast army moments, okay? Will it drag out over 13 months or a week or eight days or whatever? I don't know that, but they're prepared for a specific time. Why? Because they're bound and they're loosed at the commandment of God. This is God's army doing God's bidding. Well, Adam, they're demons. I know God uses demons to advance his cause sometimes. Have any one of you ever been, oh, I don't know, tempted? Yes, all of us at, at, at times. Why? God allows that to happen. Why? He wants us to overcome temptation. He wants us to, to learn how to navigate in this spiritually fallen world. And he allows temptations to come into our life. He doesn't tempt anyone, we're told in Scripture, but he allows temptations to come. And it furthers our faith. It doesn't debilitate us. It's not designed to deteriorate our faith or debilitate us spiritually. It's, it's temptations designed for us to overcome and to become more spiritual all the time. Uh, so this army of God is, okay, the number of the horsemen were 200,000, thousand. I heard the number of them. Say so he could never count. Well, he here's the number, so we know. And it's two myriads of myriads. It's 200,000 times 100,000. It's 200 million. Okay, if you get a newer version, it's 200 million. So now what? I can't tell you how many times I heard this week by Calvary Chapel pastors, men I respect, this is this army is made up of, of Chinese people because 200 million. Who else could field an army of 200 million? Going back to 1965, Time Magazine, May 25th, page 35, okay, if you want to look it up. Mao Zedong said if China had their back to the wall, they could field an army of 200 million. And listen, you know communists never lie. So, of course, it's got to be true. Let's just verify this, okay? I'm going to find out right now, okay? How big is China's army? In 2009, 
The Army of China had 1.4 million active duty personnel. Uh, are you sure that number is in 200 million? Are you sure the Chinese army is in 200 million? Home, I don't have an answer for that. Is there something else I can help with? No, thank you. Okay. 1.4, I've got estimates of up to a, a 5 million. Now, I've heard people teaching, people who I respect, who I like a lot, teaching. Um, I'm turning the volume off so when it rings, it'll ring quietly in my pocket. Um, I've heard people say, oh, these are tanks. 200 million tanks? Do you, do you realize what you're saying? And, you know, again, they, because like last week's, um, Scorpion locust. So one of the young fellows here, he was showing me a picture from the internet on these. It was an Apache helicopter, and you know the they had faces of men, and it had a little arrow men's face, and it had the crown, which was the rotor of the, and it was decorated in such and such a way that you know what I mean. It kind of filled in the blanks from the. They weren't Apache helicopters. They were locusts that live in the middle of the earth, that. Stung like scorpions. They were demons. And we, we talked about that. And we looked in the book of Joel. Now, Joel might have been talking about this 200 million being army. I think these are demons again, okay? When we look at what they look like, I've never seen one Chinese person who looked like this, never mind 200 million. Um, again, that 200 million, that came from Time magazine, 1965. It's about time that we let that go. Now, people will say, well, see, the Euphrates is dried up to make way from the, for the kings of the east. We're going to, and that's in uh, Revelation 16. We're going to find out why east is not China. But even if it is, scripturally, it's never China, but it's, it's east of Israel, which, by the way, is, is Iraq, Iran, still perennial enemies. And I think that's the East that it's talking about. And by the way, in, in, just those of you who aren't geographical, the Euphrates River does not go through downtown Beijing or it, it, Shanghai. It's not in China, okay? It's in modern-day Iraq, and it's... Well, Babylon, if you want to use biblical terminology, okay? And we'll, we'll, we'll come there. So put the Chinese idea away. And by the way, last week I said Chinaman, and I was told that's not the politically correct. <laughs> the changes all the time. Sorry if I've offended, okay? Uh, Asian person of Chinese descent, okay? Just put, it's, it's, it's not, okay? There's nothing here that's oriental. The number of the army of the horsemen were 200,000, 200 million demons. And what are they going to do? They're going to kill a third part of, of men. And I mean, I mean think, think about that. You know, you're okay, you're okay, dead. You're okay, you're okay, dead. You're okay, you're okay, dead. A third? And the other two who are okay, are they okay? Or are they damaged or just and not dead? I, I mean, it's, this is, this is mind-boggling. Um, by the way, I did the math again with the, <laughs> with the help of my artificial intelligence. Um, what's, 
what's the number of people who die here? Uh, about 2 billion. And t divided by 200 million, that's only 10 deaths per. Does this have to drag out to 13 months? Can an angelic being, how long would it take an angelic, uh, a fallen angel, to go through 10 people? Not very long. Anyway, you know, he's going to describe this army here, this demonic army. Because, by the way, Chinese people do not live under the Euphrates River. Just another, tanks don't live in the Euphrates River. Just um, And so people made this, I, I heard, like I say, Calvary Chapel passed I was going to collect them and put them up on the screen. And I don't want to, I'm not trying to, I'm really not trying to be a, a naysayer and say, but because people doing the best they can with scriptures, they don't, we're all reading the same Bible and we're trying as hard as we can to say this is what, but the people who I respect the most on eschatology, Joe Foe said, this has got nothing to do with China. And I'm like, amen, Joe. Arnold Fruchtenbaum and his epic tome, and it is physically a large book, Footsteps of the Messiah. Uh, he talks about, he, he said, you'd be hard-pressed to find one Chinese person who looks like this, never mind 200 million. And I, so I got that line. Now he's going to describe. Thus I saw the horses in the vision. Okay, they're horse-like. And John would know horses, okay? Um, how many of you, and answer this question, please. How many of you have ever saw, I'm not talking about an artistic representation of a demon. How many of you ever saw a demon, like in real life? How many? Okay, now the camera's pointing on me, so I'm going to tell the people at home, we had no, no one raised their hand. And I would suspect that's the case. So what do they look like? Well, John knows I mean, he saw two different versions. Are they shapeshifters? Can they look like however they want? I mean, I'm just thinking it's hairy, scary stuff. And as we read down through this, you can project on top of this, like, uh, you know, any kind of weapon systems that your, that your overactive imagination will... And, and that's what I think it is in some situations. I think like we're grappling with stuff that we've never seen before and we're trying to, because that's how the human be mind works. You know, when someone describes something, we're trying to like, eh, that's kind of like, because he's using language of like, well, it's kind of like this and it's like this. It's not really this, but it's like this. And we're trying to formulate something in our head and then we come across a, like a tank or something and we make it a tank because we know tanks. But this is, like I say, this is no tank I know. Thus I saw the horsemen. So that's cavalry, okay? The army is, is of horsemen in, in verse 16. I saw the horses of vision and them that sat on them, having breastplates of fire. Now are these the riders of the horses? They have breastplates of fire. How does that work? Does it look like fire or is it, is it fire? They have breastplates of fire and of jason and brimstone. And the heads of the horses were as the heads of lions. Now, superimpose that on a tank is every way you like, but I can't, I can't picture a horse with a, with, a, with a lion's head, and I can't picture a tank with a lion's head. This is something outside of my experience. 
I think that's what he's going for. And out of their mouths issued fire and smoke and brimstone. Okay, it's like a fire-breathing dragon, except it's not a dragon. It's a horse that has the face of a lion and breathes fire. Wait a second. What is going on here? I'm reading the same scriptures you're reading. Out of their mouths issued fire and smoke and brimstone. By these three, what? The fire, the smoke, and the brimstone. Was the third part of men killed? Okay, okay. Now let's talk about a third part of men being killed. At the beginning of the tribulation, eight-ish million, eight-ish billion. I say that because we have about eight billion people, minus the church. How many is that? I have no earthly idea. Hundreds of millions? A billion? Would to God that it were four billion, okay? I just... Come on in. The water's fine. We have room for plenty. Heaven, big place. Don't you worry. Let's fill it right up, right? I wish it was all eight billion, but we know it's not going to be because there's going to be some people here. Let's just say eight billion just for baby numbers to work with. Now, when the first four seals were opened, how much did we lose? Do you remember? What the, it was a fraction. Do you remember what the fraction was? A quarter, correct. So out of 8 billion, now we're down to 6 billion, okay? Where we lose a third, so we lose another billion. Now we have 4 billion left. Although it's much less than that because we lost the church at the rapture. And many others have died, okay, because of the waters that were made bitter. You know, when the sun disappears, how cold did that the earth get and for how long and how many people you know died in this plague and in this uh this seal, seal judgment or this trumpet judgment so we're just so just the fractions gives us four billion but i i would suggest it's a lot lower than that so you know you can do math in your own head and try to figure out at this point how many people are left and god's still reaching out and still trying you're saying god is cruel no he's not you remember last trumpet judgment, the first woe, five months of sheer hell on earth, and nobody's dying. How many, for five months, how many people are pouring into hell? Zero. And God pleading. And you know, listen, God is just, but he's merciful. Now, if he was just just, let's go home because we're, none of us have a leg to stand on. If he's just, if he, if God is justice, like you know that lady with the blindfold and the scales, the reason she's got the blindfold is because we don't care. The guy who killed the little girl, we want him to serve. We don't care if he's from a broken home. We don't care if he wasn't self-actualized. The the blindfold means justice is justice. We we're, we're extenuating. Forget about it. And God's not like that at all. He's just, but he's the justifier of those who are saved. How does that work? Justice happened at the cross. And I've taken advantage of it. Now he can, I'm guilty as all get out. And he can look past that and say, you are guilty, but you're my son. Because my adopted son, because my only begotten son, 
picked up the penalty for your sin. So he's a justifier, and he's a justifier. He's, he's just and a justifier of the ungodly. Aren't you glad? When we stand before God, we can't point the finger and say, you didn't do enough. He's like, are you kidding me? Are you? I sent demons, and for five months, I showed them what hell was going to be like. And they didn't turn. They didn't repent. And then I, I, I stepped it up another notch. I gave them another 200 million demon army, and they killed a third part of the men. And you think the two-thirds who were left would repent? That's what we're left with. Verse 18, by these three was the third part of men killed by the fire, by the smoke, and by the brimstone which issued out of their mouth. And their powers in their mouth and in their tails, for their tails were like unto serpents. I can't even, I'm sorry, <laughs> my mind just goes blank. I, I'd like to draw you a word picture. So these horses' tails are like this Medusa creature that I, I, don't, I, I, I don't know. For the tails were like unto serpents, and they had heads. They're talking about the tails. Is it heads or tails? Well, the tails had heads. It's, it gets complicated, right? And with them, they do hurt. They hurt people, right? But the death comes from the fire and the brimstone and the smoke. It just seems like a nasty way to go. By the way, uh, if I, I don't have a vote, I want to die of rapturitis. And the way I want to go least of all is getting burned to death. That just sounds like a nasty, horrible, violent, no upside on that. And the rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues, the four billion, well, we know it's not a lot less than that, but let's just for round numbers. The billions left. The rest of the men which were not killed by these plagues yet repented not of the works of the hands. Are you kidding me? What's it going to take? Are you kidding? Are you, are you joking with me right now? You, you, I, I'm reading what you're reading, and I can't, I can't get my mind around it. I, I, I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Um, so for five months, these locust scorpions are stinging people. And there's some people walking around fat, dumb, and happy saying, like, I got no locusts on me. Hey, you know what you ought to do? You ought to repent. You ought to give your life to Jesus Christ. Uh, maybe these locusts will leave you alone, like, right this minute, like, right now. That's kind of a powerful message. Do they still have Facebook operating at this time? Or they just have to word of mouth, you know? Like you're like getting chewed up by these demons and your neighbor's like out raking his lawn. Remember, they only attack the ones that don't have the seal of God in their foreheads. No, I'm, I'm not repenting. Are you, are you kidding me right now? Are you serious? I know, I, listen, I can't understand this. I can't understand this. If our gospel, if there's a chance in a trillion, no, make it a chance in a hundred thousand million trillion, add in as many zeros as you want. If there's one chance in, I'll tell you, there's one chance in one that what we're saying is true. It's the word of God. But no matter how many zeros you want to add, if there's one chance, would you risk that? Most do, and most do in face of obvious you're wrong. I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. God is gracious. God is good. At his right hand, it joys forevermore. I think heaven's a wonderful place. Nope, nope, you can't. 
Okay, okay, okay. Are you sure about that? The rest of men which were not killed by these plagues yet repented not of the works of their hands, that they should not worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood, which neither can see nor hear nor walk. I was an idol worshiper. And I'm sorry if people hate, people always, they give me the business about this when I say stuff like this. When I was a Catholic, I was an idol worshiper. I bowed before a statuary and thought that there was some efficacious, by exonerating these statues of plaster of Paris, I thought there was some benefit. I was a bona fide idol worshiper. Everybody is. They just, it's just what? If you're worshiping Jesus Christ, that's good. That makes you a worshiper. That's, we're not going to try to change that. If you're not worshiping Jesus Christ, something else is the most important thing, the most important entity in your life. Usually, self. That is disgusting. <laughs> you're worshiping a, a, a fallen being, crazy broken, and yet that's the idol of your worship. Hey, you've got to look out for number one. I agree. God is one. Others are second, and you're third. And if you've got that out of order, you're, you're headed for a miserable existence. If you haven't figured that out already, everyone who's trying to please themselves are the most miserable entities. The people who live to please God are very happy. And the ones who are altruistic and look out for others, they're the happiest of all. They're just like, okay, I put God in the morning of my life, I put others... Uh, is greater than me, and it's, my life is a pie, and I've got, okay, this is the God slice, this is my spouse, and this is my family, and this is my church family, this is my friends, and this is, an, and if I don't have a slice left over for me, that's when life is really, really, really good, but if I have the biggest piece slice of the pie, and it's all about me, and my whole life is right here, lived to please me, that's recipe for disaster, and if you haven't figured that out, I'll give you like 300 million American examples of people who try to please number one, and it's going disastrously. <sighs> no, I'm not going to repent. I'm going I'm to hang on to my idolatry. I don't care about Jesus. I care about taking care of me. Okay. So I build this idol. You know what the problem with the idols are? We build them. They can't save us. Think about old-style Idolatry. I know, I know, I know. Nobody's going home today and pulling out a little statuary of a Buddha, putting on their mantle and burning incense and bowing down. Thou art my God. I get, I get that. But we're all idol makers. Our heart is a human idol factory. Uh, we, 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 we put things above God all the time. Images. We, we, and we even believe in God, but we recreate him. We make him, we imagine he's this and we imagine he's that. We make an image of God that isn't God at all and who can't save us. We create a God. And it's just like when, like Isaiah says, the, the, the workman, he goes out into the woods, he, cu he cuts down a tree. He, makes, he takes this and he burns, his sal burns, uh, burns it and makes himself warm. Oh, okay, Ooh, that's good, that's good. And the other third he bakes his bread on and the other third he builds an idol. And it's got, it's got eyes his little idol that he builds. Uh, he's got ears. It's got legs, but it can't go. It's got ears and it can't hear. And it's got eyes and it can't see. And the, he doesn't 
figure it all out. Wait a second. I, I made bread with one third of this God, with the other third of this God, I, 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 uh, I heated up my home, and with the other third of this God, I built an idol and I said, save me, thou art my God. Um, he can't help you. You built him. We do the same thing. We do the exact same thing. We, d- we say, okay, God is this, and we give him benevolent Grampy syndrome. He's not really harsh at all. He's not holy. He's not just. He's just like, ah, you did the best you can. Come on in. Really? Really? That's your God. No justice whatsoever, huh? Okay. We build our God, and the God that we build cannot save us. We created him. He didn't create us. I say, repent of your idolatry. I, 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 this isn't a happy, feel-good message. I get it. I get it. But I, I so don't want you to worship the work of your own hands. Neither repented they of their murders. I'm not going to talk about abortion. I'm not going to talk about... There's a lot of ways I could illustrate this. You know, we have... Later on, God gives people to drink blood, and the angels say, fair enough, they're all about blood, they're all about murder, they're all about bloodletting. You've done right. Uh, They didn't repent of their mercies, nor of their sorceries. Really? Sorcerer? You know, Harry Potter, the whole thing, that's just a, a fanciful little... Sorceries here, the word is pharmakia, drugs. Nope, I'd rather have my drugs than God. As a matter of fact, my drugs help me cope. Uh, whether it's, uh, you know, there's some new stuff that's coming in. We get the bath salts now. and We've got, you know, heroin still big in Maine. And, oh, I want, I want that. I, or just a more traditional central nervous system depressant alcohol. That's my drug of choice. It's been very faithful to me. I'm going to remain faithful to it. It's not faithful to you. It's ruining your life. Um, you know, we, we, Sue's had this um, cough, you know, when she had the... Uh, by the way, I want to talk about COVID here just for a second. We didn't get it at church. Neither did we spread it to anyone at church. I just count that a blessing. I, I was riding with a guy at work, and he didn't give me COVID, and I, and I didn't give him COVID, and nobody at work caught it from me, and I was very happy about that. God was very gracious to us. And again, I had no, uh, I had no um, symptoms. Well, Sue's had this really bad cough, and uh, so someone suggested uh, whiskey and honey and lemon. And she asked me about it. I said, yeah, I think it probably would help because somebody long ago said, you know, when you get a bad cough, you want to drink some whiskey with a little bit of lemon, a little bit of honey. And she goes, did you try it? I said, no. She goes, why not? I said, I know Satan. <laughs> all I got to do is use that, and it works. And then we use it all the time, and it's only a matter of time for him, whiskey guy. Now listen, if you've used that, okay, I am not your judge. I'm your brother who loves you. I'm not anybody's, because there's a medicinal purpose for a lot of things that I'm just, and I've determined, I don't care, medicinal not, not going in that direction. I know who Satan is, I know how he is, I know how he works, I know how he operates. Uh, I, I, I'm not, and so I told that to Sue, she said, I'll just take the cough, and I'm like, that's kind of what I do, you know, we'll die of coughing, we'll be fine, and that's how we, that's how we roll. Why? Kind of want sorceries. 
I see them. I see people who their whole life has gone folded around that, and it's and it's, and it's chaos to everyone they love and everyone. Hey, do you are you in love with the alcoholic? Do you have a child or a or an uncle or a who just never has beaten the bottle at all in their whole life? I had a grandfather like that. It was a terrible thing. He was a happy drunk. He was, and and of course to. And they tell these outrageous stories. He single-handedly won the war and played every sport and set records. And in his own mind, he probably really did this. I thought he was larger than life. He's incredible. He's just a drunk. My parents had uh, alcohol in their lives, generation, and they both swore it off like, we don't want this in our life. I've never seen my mother, mother take a sip of alcohol even once, okay? I never saw... I saw my dad take a drink before, but I've never saw either one of my parents drunk. I consider that a great blessing in my life. Sorceries, no pot in my life. And I would suggest repent from that, just repent. And they wouldn't turn from their fornication, sex, sin. That's a big one. What if God said this is what sex looks like? Well, he has in his word. And we have redefined and we have told him how wrong he is. And we, uh, we shout it. We have parades about it. We are just, America is trying to determine, okay, this is what sex looks like and this is what it's supposed to be like. And God, you have nothing to say about it. And of course, it's working out really good so far, right? Not so much. And families are in chaos and Sex outside of marriage is one of the biggest problems in America. Um, babies, how many, half, more than half of uh, children go to bed every night in a household that doesn't have a mom and a dad, and I think that's really sad about those children. Uh, a little boy, God bless moms who are single and trying to do that. God bless them. I am, uh, we're here to help. Can we be like uh, a big brother? Can we, can we help out? Can we do, uh, what, what can we come along beside? How can we help you out? God bless those moms. That little guy needs a dad in his life. He needs a, a father figure, not someone who's donated sperm and then left and never to be heard from again. He needs a male, and, and moms are trying so hard, and you've got to say, God bless them. I, I, I love to see it, and I, and I think the church comes along beside and does that very well, and, and that's, our, that's our heart's desire. Fornication is killing America. It's a marriage killer. It's just a horrible thing. Um, I want uh, everybody get busy with everybody else. Okay, uh, for X amount of months. Okay, now everyone change partners. Is not helping you have a wonderful marriage where you're just going to have one spouse forever and it's it's practicing for the dissolution of marriage. It's a horrible situation we've developed here in America. And we should see that for what it is. Nope, 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 not repenting, not repenting. I'm free to do whatever I want. God, you got nothing. Hey, I I love you. I, I developed sex. I'm the one who invented it. I have a great plan for your life. It involves, listen, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be incredible. Just do it my way. And nope, 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 nope. I won't, I won't, I won't. Really? Because I think if we think at the end of the day we're really cool, we're rebellious, and we don't have to do it God's way. We can do whatever we want. Aren't we so cool? No. <laughs> no. You're laughable. It's laugh. No, you want to be 
courageous, you want to be awesome, you want to be incredible, you want to be like the person everyone looks up to, do it God's way. Because nobody's rebellious in that direction anymore. Everyone goes with the flow. We're just going to do things, we're going to live life the way we want to do it, and it's just, I don't care if it goes sideways and our life is horrible. None of that stuff matters. I did it my way. That old, and I love Frank Sinatra, that old Sinatra tune, I did it my way. It's the anthem of hell. Hey, I got a better idea. Let's do it God's way. Let's repent of all this stuff. And, and of thefts, nor of thefts, okay? I'm just going to add there. Our time is spent. <sighs> Two billion people killed, and we're going to, I don't care. I'm just going to do what I want to do. <sighs> I repented once, and I've been repenting a lot ever since. I realized that my life was ridiculous outside of God. And it was just, it was, it was just, it was ridiculous. I don't know how else to say it. And I turned to God and I said, save me. Please. What happened? He did. He so did. He saw my life was ridiculous. Did he judge me for it? No, I was headed for judgment. He judged Jesus Christ on my behalf. Now that's a good deal. That's good news. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's a wonderful thing. Do you have to repent? Yeah. 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 You have to turn around. Yeah. Um, I, I want to, if I can find it right quick, there's a verse I know. It's in Second uh, Chronicles chapter 7. Second Chronicles, I think it's chapter 7. So if my people who are called by my name. What's that? 14.7, I thought it was 7.14, thanks. So I don't have my phone out, see? I don't, know, I don't even know the Bible anymore, I have my phone out. Seven, oh, 7.14, I was right, okay, good. Second Chronicles 7, 14. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin, will heal their land. We do four things, God will do three. We have to, he will, what will he do? He'll hear from heaven, he'll forgive their sin, he'll heal their land. Hey, COVID, is that a problem? We can get this fixed up by Tuesday. Saying, you're ridiculous. No, look at the verse before it. If I shut up heaven that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence, read here, disease among the people. If I send disease, did God send disease among the people? I don't know. We got this uh, nasty disease that's kind of ravaging the whole entire planet. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves, we not humble ourselves. And pray. We know how to pray. Many people have called for prayer during this epidemic. I was praying every single day with a group of people, every day. And seek my face. We know how to seek God's face. And turn from their wicked ways. Wait a second. Now you've gone too far. Who do you think you are, God, demanding I turn from my... I, I like my sin. And even the church of Jesus Christ prefers this sin over Seeking God's ways. We haven't yet determined. We, we bit the apple. We're not spitting it out. I know right and I know wrong. You don't. God says this is wrong. Reject it. Turn from it. Step out in faith. Lord, you, your way is the best. Uh, I'm done. Again, just that verse. 
If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. Conditional? Yeah, it's conditional on the first four things. But you do your part, I'll do mine. I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin. And I will heal their land. Easy peasy. All we got to do is our part. Let's stand, let's pray. Father, I personally, I've had it with sin. Satan's a liar. He's promised much. He's delivered nothing. Uh, The pleasures of sin for a season are fleeting. And then the guilt comes. And then the death comes. And Lord, we know that on some level of our being, but we won't trust you. I don't understand it. Lord, your ways are good. And you lead us into everlasting life and blessing and good things. Lord, help us to repent and help us to be done with sin once and forever. Lord, we ask it in Jesus' name. Now may the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Amen.